Boom! Bonus episode. That's right. A free extra for an already free podcast. That's double free, my friends. It's practically like you're getting paid to listen to this gym jam. So I don't know. Maybe you, you could share it around. Um, help other people practically get paid, but not actually because as poor. Uh, the star of today's episode is an accomplished sketch comedian who performs regularly with Unstoppable Failure, The Don't We Boys, Mon Frere, and his own solo show, Thunderstood. His groups have been official selections at some of the largest comedy festivals in North America, including SF Sketch Fest, the Chicago Sketch Fest, Toronto Sketch Fest, and the North Carolina Comedy Festival. He sold commercial concepts and web shorts to global brands such as Doritos, and he's the host, writer, and producer of perhaps the greatest podcast ever made that has yet to be offered a television deal, but definitely deserves one, entitled, I Wrote You a Pilot. His name is me. Me Schrader, a.k.a. AJ. And this week, my buddy Josh wrote me a pilot. We talk briefly about the immense debt the world owes me for my creative achievement, and then portal into the pilot he wrote for me entitled Anthony Justice, Bike Messenger. It's a pilot, wrote you a pilot, a pilot I wrote for you. Any sort of like aquatic-ish creature I'm on board with. <laughs> well, that, that just so happens to uh, be something I already knew. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh... It may factor in here. but Excellent. So, AJ, I wrote you a pilot because uh-huh. there was a through line in the whole uh, <laughs> podcast here that I was picking up on and I thought was really fun. Uh, and I realized that you were secretly writing pilots for yourself uh perhaps a whole season i mean, it was pretty subtle though right it wasn't uh yeah yeah of course okay, good, but good, i good, but good. i got you i caught you and oh, you i decided i better uh i better write the pilot for this series before uh before aj gets a shot at it since oh, so th- this is the pilot for the series the first season that has just happened already yeah yeah like you you actually fleshed out a whole a whole season um in secret, and I just want to make that known to everyone what kind of a scheme they were roped into and are now a part of. Suckers. That's uh, yeah. That's what we in the biz call the audience. <laughs> yeah, in the biz. Speaking the of biz. in the biz, I feel like my generic, uh, dry, sarcastic vocal intonations may have made it seem like I have disdain for... Uh, animated programming and or people I've worked with in the past, but this is far from true. They've all right. been amazing. <laughs> I think anyone who knows you, though, understands how you talk. So, and, uh, think... <laughs> and there's obviously also good shows besides two uh, out there on television. <laughs> Just to get that out there. Good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, as an expert, it's important that people know, because otherwise they were going to be spreading these rumors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people this reaches. Probably in the, what, um, I would assume millions. So yeah, I don't want that kind of misinformation going around. Right. I'm not going to look at the analytics, because I'm an artist, right? So Yeah, you don't want to get bogged down in the numbers. No. No. So uh, what, so, so this is a, this is about the show. This is about the show I wrote you a pilot. I actually wrote you a pilot for a little show I like to call um, Anthony Justice Bike Messenger. 
Exterior, AJ's house. This is just an average duplex. There's a bike locked up on the porch. The door opens and our hero, AJ, emerges. He sees an eviction notice taped to the door and rips it down. Mumble, mumble, final notice. Mumble, uh, if rent isn't paid in full by 6 p.m. today, uh. He balls it up and throws it on the ground, then jumps on his bike and takes off down the street. Who is this man we call our hero? He's not the hero that we wanted. Not Batman, but he's the hero that we need. Anthony Justice. Anthony Justice making the deliveries. The delivery that we need. Yeah! Interior downtown office lobby. AJ stands at the reception desk inside a mega office tower in downtown Emerald City, tapping his foot nervously. A smug yet slightly friendly man, Gerald, sits behind the desk. He's on the phone. Yeah, I told him already, but he's still here. I, yeah, I'll, okay, sure, yeah, thanks. He hangs up the phone. Receiving hasn't heard of any package for a Mr. Big Time. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, what about, uh, I've, I've got right here, uh, see? He rummages in his pocket, produces a crumpled pink slip of paper. Uh, right here, Mr. Big Time. Time right there. See, it, it's got to be like all the way across town in 15 minutes. I, I need to leave ASCP or I'm screwed. Listen, man, I've called four floors. It's been nearly a half hour and I've got a line backing up out the door. Just then, as if on cue, a man in a dark trench coat and a bowler hat walks through a revolving front door carrying a clipboard, a small cooler covered with tons of duct tape. He cuts through the line and approaches AJ. Package for Mr. Big Time. Oh, I'm not, no, uh, Mr. Uh, wait, this is the package? Yes, okay, okay, great. AJ grabs the cooler and signs the clipboard hastily, turning on his heel and sprinting out the door. The mysterious man mutters something into his wrist and gives Gerald a glare as he pushes his way back out onto the crowded sidewalk. Exterior city streets. AJ is hauling ass on his bike, swerving in and out of traffic. The cooler is strapped to the bike rack. A walkie-talkie is clipped to his handlebars. This is the third late this week. Uh, this one's not late yet. I've still got five minutes. You're almost 12 minutes away on a good day. Uh, don't worry, I've got this. Just then, an unmarked black van swerves and sideswipes him. He barely manages to stay upright. Whoa! Hey, asshole! What the heck you doing? The van gets stuck in the thick traffic, and AJ gives it the finger as he weaves on ahead. He checks the cooler for damage. There's a small crack, but luckily it seems okay, except for a faint green glow coming from its side. He continues to dart through the gridlock streets, checking his watch compulsively. Oh, traffic today is nuts. This van almost hit me. <laughs> he dodges a motorcycle. Muffled banging and scuffles come through the radio. Anthony, listen carefully. Uh, AJ is what I go by. Bring so me it the case. Return to dispatch and no one will get hurt. What? Who is this? Carl? Stop messing around. I'm late already. In a bright red beam flashes past AJ. He lifts up the walkie and sees a hole burned clear through it. He throws it down on the pavement and it shatters. It was a boring conversation anyway. Lasers? W was that a laser? Two black motorcycles zoom up and flank AJ on either side. 
One of the riders starts punching AJ in the side of the head. Ow! 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 Shit, dude, stop that! Ow! <laughs> the other rider snatches up the cooler, tearing the lid off. AJ kicks him and his motorcycle swerves into a cafe patio. Coffee, casual dads, and metal chairs fly everywhere. God damn it, dude, what is up with everyone today? The other rider intentionally skids in front of AJ and slams into him with his motorcycle. They both go flying everywhere. Oh, crap! AJ lands on the hood of a passing car. He's out cold, but is awakened by a calming hum and a voice in his head. Anthony. Anthony. Calm your body, then calm your mind, and listen. You are in serious danger. The lobster must not fall into the hands of Mr. Big Time. It would mean the end of the world of television pilot season, as we know it. He opens his eyes and realizes there's a huge glowing lobster on his face. He shakes his head frantically. <laughs> ah, get it off! Yeah, get it off! But before he can go into full freakout mode, the lobster flies off onto the ground. Ow. Calm, the calming hum abruptly stops, and AJ looks around confused, suddenly remembering scary motorcycle men are trying to kill him. Assuming the omnipresent voice had been a side effect of what was likely a bad concussion, he looks around for his bike. Uh, did those dudes shoot lasers at me? Yes, we should really get going. AJ looks around confused, but sees no one. He looks down at his bike, which is totally wrecked. He checks his head and realizes he's bleeding. Oh, it would really be nice to have health insurance right now. Also, to not get arrested. We hear sirens getting closer. AJ shakes his head, scoops up the lobster, checks his watch, and ducks down an alley. Interior bike messenger dispatch. This small room is totally jammed with file cabinets, manila folders, and receipts. A yellowed old IBM computer is shoved in the corner with a CB radio balancing on top. A man is slumped over in his chair. He doesn't look good. He's probably dead. Another tall, thin man in all-black fatigue stands over him, holding his hand to his ear. He's the hench honcho. The target has escaped. Last seen heading north near Metro Street. I'm counting on you, henchman number three. Cut to interior dastardly HQ. Inside of an old warehouse by the docks, or a waste processing plant, probably both. It's dimly lit save for a few hanging bare bulbs. A giant metal frame that looks like it was stolen from a Doctor Who episode is at one end of the room. It exudes a brief faint glow, just like the lobster. Mr. Big Time stands next to some scientists with tablet computers, clipboards, and stopwatches. There's a walrus laying on the floor. Uh, time, 3 days, 11 minutes, uh, 69 seconds. Status, totally dead. That's the 41st test subject lost. Not even a fluctuation in the baseline readings. They turn and frown at Mr. Big Time. He nods. Scientists exchange troubled glances. We've got to move on to an immortal test subject. Bring in the lobster. An assistant approaches, carrying a lobster that looks remarkably similar to the one AJ is delivering, only it's not glowing. Don't ask how I can tell it's the same lobster. It has a, a birthmark or something. Cut to exterior alleyway. AJ is taking all the shortcuts through the back streets of town. He knows them because he's a bike messenger. Oh, okay, AJ. You're going to be late, but it's okay because at least the lobster will get there and you won't get fired because nobody knows these streets like you do. And Mr. Big Time sounds pretty important, so we will probably be really grateful and leave you a five-star rating once he hears how much trouble you had getting the lobster to him. Just then, a black-clad henchman, number three, swings down Indiana Jones-style from a fire escape and shoots AJ with laser guns. 
He misses, but the beam starts bouncing all around the alley, and AJ ducks and dives behind some trash cans, closing his eyes tightly. Okay, that was definitely a laser. Yes, as I said, you are in grave danger. I'm sorry, Anthony. AJ! It's AJ! Why does everyone keep calling me Anthony today? AJ, sorry, AJ. There was no other way to get to Mr. Big Time before they sent me through the portal. I've tried many times. Wait, who is this? Where are you? AJ opens his eyes and finds himself floating in the alley, surrounded by the same glow as the lobster. Below, the henchman is shooting at him with tons of laser blasts, but they're just bouncing off. Uh, WTF. It's me, AJ, the lobster. I thought you would have made the connection by now, but I guess we all have our strengths. Listen, I'm the one who hired you to deliver me to Mr. Big Time. I must put him a stop to him reopening the portal. All of time and space and television depend on it. Holy shit, you can talk! What portal? Also, uh, we are floating? Yes, there's no time. I can't keep this up for too much longer. We must merge before I run out of energy. Uh, okay, but, like, will that hurt? And, and sorry to be rude, but we haven't even really been introduced yet. Uh, my apologies, Aunt AJ. I've, I've met you so many times before that I sometimes forget. My name is... Labi Chite Quehutatilayaxio Vatanabe Mitsodoga the third. Okay. Uh, how about I call you Lobby Dog? AJ and Lobby Dog, dynamic duo. Boo-boo. Sure, that's yeah. that's fine. Cool. We just really need to get on with the merger. <laughs> sure thing, Lobby Dog. Let's merge. Lobby Dog begins to glow even brighter as he shoots up into the air. AJ falls back to the ground with a thud, and the henchman points his laser gun right in AJ's face. AJ puts his hands up. Uh, don't shoot! I give up! The henchman relaxes a bit, but Lobby Dog rockets back down and slams into AJ's raised left hand. The shockwave blows the henchman onto his back. When he looks up, AJ is wearing Lobby Dog like some kind of Mega Man arm cannon. AJ points his hand at the henchman, and a green burst shoots out of Lobby Dog and disintegrates him. Jesus Christ, dude! Did, did we just kill him? How did I do that? Don't worry, AJ. He's just been teleported to another dimension. Merged, our capabilities are much greater. Now let's go. We've got a mission to accomplish. AJ takes off running, and now he's going probably 10 or 15% faster, leaving cool, glowing footprints. Cut to exterior, strange planet. Day? This planet is covered with wild-looking purple plants and trees and stuff. A snake bear-looking creature saunters through the foliage. A bright green light flashes overhead and henchman number three tumbles from the sky. He lands directly in the path of the snake bear. It roars. Cut to... Cut to... Interior bike messenger dispatch. Hench Honcho is still there. I guess he has nowhere cooler to go. He's moved the dispatch dispatcher to the floor and is playing Minesweeper on a computer. He turns his head and covers his left ear with his hand. You've got to be kidding me. Henchman number three is completely unaccounted for? I suppose I'll have to take matters into my own hands. Deploy Project Claptrap. We don't have much time now. The portal will open in 22 minutes. Exterior, AJ's apartment. An angry-looking lady is standing on the front porch tapping her foot, much like AJ was in the lobby back at the beginning. She's probably the landlord. She bangs on the door loudly, then crosses her arms and checks her watch. A, a locksmith in overalls waits nearby. Okay, that's it. Six o'clock. I gave him two weeks to pay the back rent. She motions to the locksmith. 
and he puts a comically large lock over the door handle. AJ is officially locked out of his apartment. Will this be relevant to the plot or is it just filler? <laughs> Cut to exterior dastardly HQ. AJ and Lobby Dog turn the corner in front of a warehouse and AJ stops to catch his breath. Time is of the essence, AJ. We have to get inside. Yeah, you mentioned it. It's just I haven't really had a chance to eat lunch with all this uh, merging with talking lobsters and being attacked by henchmen. Actually, I think I may have something in my carapace. Let me check. Bobby Dog glows momentarily and suddenly holding a bag of Doritos in his pinchers. How about some super snackable Doritos? I always carry some with me for situations just like this. Huh, okay. That's a little weird, but I do love Doritos. He takes the bag and scarfs them down. As he's stuffing his last crumbs into his mouth, a green glow starts coming from under the door to the warehouse. Oh no, they've already started. AJ stands back and aims Lobby Dog at the door. They blast it with green light beams, and the door is gone. Cut to interior medieval dungeon. It's a dungeon. Stone, bars, shackles, wailing, torchlight, etc. An apprentice wizard, Al, is chained to the wall. A heavy steel door drops from the sky, crushing what looks like a creepy old wizard as he comes into the room. A small mouse turns to camera. Oh, looks like we finally get a day off after all. <laughs> Cut to exterior dastardly HQ. Just as our heroes are about to enter the dastardly HQ, Hench Honcho arrives on a cool black four-wheeler and blocks the open doorway with a Tokyo Drift maneuver. It's the end of the line, Anthony. Seriously, dude? Okay, fine. I give up. What? Psych! AJ flies into the air glowing. He lifts Lobby Dog triumphantly. <laughs> uh, didn't expect that, did you? Call me Anthony. Anthony Justice. And Lobby Dog, at your service. He fires a blast of green energy, but Hench Honcho deflects it with a cool purple energy shield. Ah, uh, yes. I forgot to mention Hench Honcho and his henchmen are interdimensional black ops. They have powerful nega energy weapons, and you're wanted. Well, we're wanted for transdimensional meddling. For what? Specifically for infiltrating and punching up lesser known TV pilots without permission. And spreading the infinite goodwill and joy of Doritos brand snack food. Quite a high crime in the interspace community. The duo deflects multiple laser blasts and shoots a green <laughs> blast that flips the four-wheeler out from under the Honcho. He does a wild somersault and lands on his feet. AJ dives towards him. They collide and fly backwards in a tumble through the open door of the warehouse. Interior, dastardly HQ. The metal frame is filled with a green glow now, highly reminiscent of a portal, and the scientists are walking forward, pushing a lobster on a steel cart. The lobster just sits there, being normal. AJ and Hench Honcho explode into the room fighting. Everyone is startled. AJ is shooting green blasts everywhere. Hench Honcho continues deflecting them and one hits the cart, sending the lobster flying through the air towards the portal. Oh no, not again. I thought I timed it perfectly this time. AJ jumps into the cart like some kind of surfboard and careens towards the lobster. At the very last second, he jumps up and grabs the lobster midair, but their momentum takes all three of them through the glowing portal. It collapses around them and the room goes dark. Scientist number two turns to the others. I'll have what they're having. The room is silent. Get it? When Harry, when Harry met Sally. Oh, well, that doesn't even tangentially apply here. Cut to interior portal beyond time and space. AJ the Lobster and Lobby Dog float in the green ether. A cacophony of sound surrounds them. The lobster starts to glow and Lobby Dog begins to fade from existence. 
Whoa! What's happening, Lobby Dog? AJ, listen. There's not much time. We lobsters are the immortal caretakers of civilization. For millennia, we have kept silent watch, held back our fury as we were devoured by Mainers, studiously and cautiously turning the rudder of time and space towards balance. But there has been a great disruption. Humans have begun entering our sacred space. This space. The interdomino. It is making our jobs nearly impossible. I have become trapped in a time loop by this stupid experiment. You don't remember, but I've been through this day with you countless times, each one a little closer to succeeding and rescuing my past self. But alas, it seems that I must live it yet again. The henchmen will be even closer this time. Lobby Dog almost completely fades from existence. AJ, your powers will weaken as I fade, but you must help me. You will be sucked into many worlds, each unique and flawed. Bring balance and you will be freed. Eventually, we will find one another again and true balance will be restored. Lobby Dog vanishes. That's just Quantum Leap. Also, Inner Domino is kind of a dumb name, right? He looks around for approval, but is now alone with the normal lobster. The glow surrounding it becomes more intense. They disappear in a flash of green. Exterior, AJ's apartment. An angry-looking lady is standing on the front porch, tapping her foot, much like AJ was in the lobby way back at the beginning. Hey, this scene happened already. Okay, that's it. Six o'clock. I gave him two weeks to pay the back rent. She motions to the locksmith. He puts a comically large lock over the door handle. But just then, a flash of green light comes from inside. The door handle shakes, and we hear some rummaging and banging, and the window opens. AJ pokes his head out awkwardly. Oh, hi, Miss Moneybother. Uh, I didn't hear you out there. I've actually got great news. You know all that back rent I owe you? Uh, I just happen to have it right here. His head disappears back inside and we hear more banging and clanging. Then another flash of green light. AJ walks up the porch behind them, wearing different clothes and carrying a big cloth sack. <laughs> here you go. Sorry it's not in rolls already. I, I was kind of in a rush. He hands her the sack, which begins to rip. Loose change starts spilling out. Anthony, I, I can't accept this much change. Uh, it's okay, Miss Moneybother. Sometimes it's hard to accept change, but the inevitable pull of time forces it upon all of us. <laughs> it's just a part of life. Uh, might as well learn to embrace it. You know, like Netflix. He disappears in a flash of green light. We did it, AJ. That's yes, the end. We did it. We did it. I love it. And now you've got a whole through line. So any one of these pilots gets picked up, you're in. Normally, uh, you know, AJ is hosting and he's got some sage wisdom for us and uh, some some fun banter with his guests, uh, you know, talking up their many accomplishments. But I, uh, you know, I think that... Doing a, a te- <laughs> deciding you should write a 22 page pilot for every single person you have on a show is kind of a crazy and arduous task that somehow uh, you managed to do and uh, make them all funny. So, and, and, you did it, and you did it as well. So thank you for that, I guess. Yeah, but I only had to do one and, uh, you know, it was, right, it was uh, much easier, I think. Just if everyone I've had on does it. And then I get twenty-two ep- or t- ten episodes about myself, which should be. That's true, and, and that could be a whole second season. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm winking and nudging. Right. 
<laughs> You're a very visual person, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I guess I'm. I do sing a lot, but <laughs> are those we don't need counterintuitive? <laughs> no, it's just like audio. It's not visual. Oh, right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, thank you so much for uh, writing that for me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Um, uh, people can check out my other work at I Wrote You a Pilot. Uh, it's a yeah, pilot. if you guys are interested in any more of AJ's uh, work, he's got this podcast. Um, you should all go download and subscribe on iTunes or wherever podcasts are found. Although I haven't gotten it everywhere. I'm no, so wherever or, or wherever podcasts are found. If it's not it's there Twitter. yet, start writing letter campaigns. Right. I think that's how things get off. You know, just like when the store doesn't have the ice cream you want. You yeah, gotta, you got to write a letter. You got to petition people. You got to petition Netflix. Yeah. Let's get this to be the first podcast on Netflix. <laughs> the first podcast on Netflix. It's such... It's, it would be great also if it was just... a. Uh, you could only listen to it on your television and it was just a black screen the whole time. <laughs> All right. So let's, the episode's over, right? Is that the episode's is over? Is it? Yeah. Or, I just wanted to give you some stuff at the end there to brag about yourself. <laughs>